This episode is brought to you by The Secret Garden, starring Sierra Boggess. Now playing through March 26th at the Amundsen Theater in Los Angeles. Welcome back to our very special Lucy Simon celebration. This is episode three, The Making of the Secret Garden, part two. We rejoin our host, Warren Carlyle, Secret Garden lyricist and book writer Marsha Norman, and composer Lucy Simon for more behind-the-curtain revelations. We'll also be joined by original Secret Garden cast members John Cameron Mitchell and Tony winner Daisy Egan singing Wick. And we'll hear Philip Quast and Anthony Warlow singing Lily's Eyes. Let's begin. Do you have a favorite song, Lucy? I know this is like asking you about your children, if you have a favorite child, but do you... Is, is the one particular melody or is the one particular something that you just, you just love that particular phrase or that particular song? Well, how could you not love Lily's eyes? You know, that's just so gorgeous. Strangely quiet, but now the storm simply rests to strike again. Standing, waiting, I I think of strange this Mary She leaves the room yet remains She lingers on Something stirs me to think of her I think of her From death she casts her spell all night we hear her sighs, and now a girl has come who has her eyes. She has her eyes. The girl has Lily's hazel eyes. Those eyes that saw him happy long ago. Those eyes that gave him life and hope he'd never known. How can he see the girl and miss those days? She has her eyes, the girl has Lily's hazel eyes Those eyes that closed and left me all alone Those eyes I feel will never ever let me go How can I see this girl who has her hazel eyes? In Lily's eyes a castle this house seemed to be, and I her bravest knight became. My lady fair was she. She has her eyes, she has my lily's hazel eyes. Those eyes that loved my brother, never me. Those eyes that never saw me, never knew I longed to hold her close to live at last in me. Imagine me a lover, I longed for the day she'd turn and see me standing there, would God have let her stay? That once I dared to be In love, alive and whole 
was interesting when, when we wrote that originally, when we were out of town, we wrote it. It was a trio. Ben was included in it. And then as we went along, we, we figured we wanted to just make it between the brothers. The other song, of course, that I love is How Could I Ever Know? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Has it been easy, you know, as you've seen, as you've worked on all these versions and seen all these versions, has it been easy to let go of the past? You know, even in this version of us kind of looking at it afresh and, and spending time listening to the score and spending time, Marsha and I, going through word by word and line by line, making sure that I understood everything. You know, mm -hmm. has it been easy to let go or other things that you think, oh, I wish we'd kept this or I wish we kept that? Or do you just like the, the freshness of, here we go, it's a new adventure, it's something we know and love, but let's just, let's just go forward. I'm curious. I love that. I love that. But, but, but there, there are ancestors that's, that still are there. And, and I love that idea, you know. But it, but it, but the world, you know, the, the, the world of the theater and the world, uh, the, world the whole world changes. Oh, is this news? But the, um, but by that I mean that the theater has a different taste for a different time, and so we had a chance to basically lighten, elevate, shorten, right? You know, make it the show that. Um, I mean, there were some songs like the exquisite quartet. Um, that Lucy wrote that was for that was that was a piece of opera and absolutely exquisite. And we were able to finally agree that the quartet was a piece of opera. And as as such, it, it remained it needed to go be classified in great opera quartets. But but it, but it but it was not a it was a song that stopped the motion. Right. So. I was unhappy to give it up, but <laughs> well, you know, we right. we did all those things, and we, we um and 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 but there were things that wouldn't go away, like Mary's yeah. song of um, "I need a place where I can go." This song is so personal to me because it's the song I sang as a child. I need a place where I can go, where I can whisper who I know, where I can you know, what is it, Lucy, where I can, who I like and where I go to see them. And, and it, and it was this intense privacy that I was longing for as a child an intense safety. And, and that's when, you know, when Dickon asks Mary to tell the bird why she wants to go in the garden, it's like, why do you want to go in your playhouse, your treehouse, your secret place, your under your bed, wherever it is that you go to be safe and have your dreams not spied on by anybody, you know, and not corrected and not mis you want to be, you want a place where you're protected when you're a girl. That is all you want in life. You want home and protection. And, and that's what she sings in that song. And it just breaks my heart when I, yeah. when I, that last line, when she sings, um, so I can draw the girl I mean to be. And that's just like, She's not just going to sit there and read comics books. She's not going to go in the garden and and cry about her dead parents. She's going to go in the garden and make that new, that new that 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 new Mary, the Mary she wants to be. And, and yeah. I think that's why it's so wonderful. Actually, is that for both of you, Marsha and Lucy, this is profoundly personal. Yeah. This is a profoundly it really is. precious. It is. Because both of you actually exist in, in Mary, in the character Mary, right? I can, I can feel you both in there. It's really interesting. And I, and I wonder, talking about it, 
it occurs to me how incredibly personal, how incredibly attached you are to it. And I, and I think that's why it's so kind of epically moving for all of us. I think, I think Marsha is Mary and I think I'm Lily. <laughs> I just uh, thought of that. There we are. Okay. <laughs> this is my next question. Wait, I love that. So my next, my, you brilliantly segued. My next question is, <laughs> if you were a character in The Secret Garden, who would you be? And then I was going to answer for you. So how about this? Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm going to answer first. And in my mind, Marsha is absolutely Dickon. Absolutely. Oh, I think, I, yeah. I, I, I buy that. that whole dance where he kind of makes love to the grass. I oh. made that dance for Marsha. As I was doing it, Marsha <laughs> was in my mind's eye. And I was thinking, if there's anyone in the world who's going to bust open the back door and run out and smell the grass, it's going to be Marsha. And if also, I also that, think, Warren. if there's anyone else... <laughs> I also thought if there's anyone else in the universe who's going to get a kick out of this and also get a kick out of us repeating it at the end in the final reveal of the garden, it's yeah. going to be Marsha. So that was my, that's my answer um, for that one. And then Lucy, <laughs> you of course called it because I, I, in my mind, you're Lily. You are this beautiful, ethereal, magical spirit that just floats. I just, I see you floating. I see you walking and you float. Once again, we hear from Sierra Vargas. I think that Lucy is a real life ethereal goddess. <laughs> like, I, I just, when I'm with her, you feel like you're with royalty because she's just, she is so of the earth. She is so Lily. She is, um, she, there's, she has, um, these beautiful cherry blossoms that were planted for her on the uh, opening of of Secret Garden when that opened years ago, and um, we are it's our goal to visit them together while they're in full bloom, um, and that that for me is going to be one of the most special to be in the garden, Lucy's garden, with her with that music that that's. That's Lucy. <laughs> I would love nothing better than to be Dickon. I would love to go whizzing around finding the birds that fall out of the nest. And I mean, all of that craziness that he's truly at home in the world, in the world. And I mean, it's the world I live in out here where I could turn my camera around and you could see, but it's this world of lakes and water, and trees and birds, and, you know, and I'm, I can't resist it. I can't resist the wildness of the world. And I, and I was not raised to, I was raised to stay inside. And so, so, so the fact that Dickon grabs me and here we go. Here are Lucy Simon's longtime friends and colleagues, John Cameron Mitchell and Daisy Egan. He was a newbie. I was a newbie. But better than me. Never, not in seven million years. But you took uh, beautiful care of us. You did. And uh, you tended us. You weeded her. You pruned her. <laughs> now look at her. Watered me. Now I'm out of control. We love you so much. This is for you. When a thing is wick, it has a life about it. Now maybe not a life like you and me But somewhere there's a single streak of green 
inside it. Come and let me show you what I mean. When a thing is wicked, it has a light around it. Maybe not a light that you can see. But hiding down below, a spark's asleep inside it. Waiting for the right time to be seen. You just clear away the dead parts so the tender buds can fall. Loosen up the earth and let the roots get warm. Let the roots get warm. Coming up, come a lily, come a lilac, come to call, calling all of us to come and see. When a thing is wick and someone cares about it and comes to work each day like you and me, will it grow? It has. Then have no. You know, when you think about Secret Garden, is there anything you'd like to fix? Is there anything you is there anything you're not finished with yet? Do you look at a certain scene or a certain song or a certain lyric and think, oh, I wish I'd fixed that or I wish I'd We had we had the problem initially that Archie sort of left the story in the book. He leaves on page three and he shows up again on page 153 at the end. And so building Archie's life was one of the things that that we did that doesn't exist in the book. There's no, there's no scene in the ballroom. There's no, you know, there's, there's no wandering around at night and talk. I mean, we, we built a way for him to show up every 10 pages. So the audience would, would come to want what he wants, which is to, to go back to what 
Colin was was alive and was a boy and he could have a life. He didn't know that was possible. He thought he had to have Lily in it. And so I wish there, I wish somehow we'd been able to get into his hmm, mind in Paris when he is at the, at the end, what he thinks he's going to jump off that bridge and, and it's going to be over. And I, and I just said to myself, Marcia, this is not that kind of show. You can't show a man about to kill himself rescued by a spirit. And that I thought, well, we all get in bad places and people come along with their spirits and they, and they make us feel better. And we, and we think, well, maybe, well, maybe I'll just give it one more shot. And he does. And so I, you know, I, while I wish there were a way to show his grief more, um, I, I, we just, we couldn't spend the whole show talking about Archie's grief. We could show little bits of it every 10 pages. <laughs> so that's what we did to keep him alive. We actually originally had an, a number of songs about his grief. <laughs> we kept dropping them off. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and also the Martha song, Martha Fine White Horse song is another place where. Right, that was hard, Lucy, right. Lucy must have written the 125 versions of that song. And, and um, well, you know, there are just some songs are harder than others. There, yeah, I, I'm, not totally to- I'm not totally happy with that song, but it works. But that's, and that's interesting. That's interesting for me to hear because then when we go back into rehearsal this time, it gives us an opportunity to just listen to it and look at it and see if anything occurs. I, I would be excited about that. Mm, you know, okay. Audiences would be excited about that too. You know, that's a little, ta- that's a taste treat for everyone at home to look for. Yes. Thank it's you. Knowing a- three of us are still, we're still yeah. working on this. It's not, it's actually not a museum piece that we're, right. that we're wheeling right. out, wheeling out of the, warehouse and putting on this is a really new fresh a fresh look at it from from all of us i love that i'm excited about that i do too i love that right is there anything that you know when you think about this the one that we're doing right now this version of secret garden was there anything that surprised you about it you know in that first time because i know i kept you i kept you away just to allow me long enough to do act one and then of course here you come and I'm, and I'm nervous and I'm auditioning for you and I'm wanting you so much to like what we've done. Were there any surprises? Were any like things that you just thought, oh my God, that's wild and terrible or that's wild and wonderful? Well, Dickon was just brilliant. You know, his, his connection to the earth and his crawling. I, I just loved what you did with Dickon. That was amazing. It's because I had Marsha in my imagination. Adam is also a fantastic. He's the best in the whole world. Adam is the best in the whole world. But it was there was there's a little master in, in Adam there. That's very funny. <laughs> great. I, I feel like it. Adam will be Adam will be actually thrilled. He'll be thrilled to hear that. Thank you. Oh Lisa. well, you don't know how. I mean, when I when I that's the part that I saw when I just thought, oh, thank you, universe. Oh, thank you, universe. I mean, I was yeah. ready to just, I mean, right. the joy, the joy. When the joy is there, it's there full out. And when the sadness is there, it's there full out. What I, I mean, I like that that we, you know, we see this crazed opening where Mary stumbles into a nightmare that turns out to be real, which is everybody's dead at my house. And 
we never have to go into how that happened because we have Francis Burnett's word that it did happen. <laughs> so, you know, and children are, as we know now from this pandemic, children can be left alone in the world. And then somebody like a storyteller, like a, like a, a one who sees what's the truth helps them, brings mm-hmm. them home, takes them to where they can be taken care of. And that I really love. I also really loved how grumpy you made Miss Medlock. She was so, gr- I wrote her so grumpy. <laughs> great, Everybody great. kept trying to make her be nicer. And I'm going like, no, no, she's a, she's just a Grinch. And, right. and she's, but, but she's actually suffered. Everybody has suffered from being in that house. Even Dr. Craven. And he, I believe at the end is really sorry that he got going in the wrong direction. So, yeah. and we, you know, we, You've chosen not to have us get a laugh when he leaves the stage and says, "Thank you, Archie," and I'm um, happy to take you to your hotel in Paris and leave forever. But, um, but I, but I think it's the wisest thing. I mean, there are, there are, there are illnesses that transfer in families. You know, it's just because one person is sick, it's, it does affect everybody else. So it's not just you can help Colin get well and that'll take care of it. No, you have to make everybody get well. I think that's what you saw. And you, you as like father of all came in and like took care of everyone. Uh, When you, you know, when we think about the future, when we think about what's going to happen at the end of this time, what's going to happen when we can finally gather, do you, what are you looking forward to most about actually seeing this production fully realized on a stage somewhere with an audience? I want to just see that dance scene. I want to see that come spirit, come charm. I want to see that boy fly. I loved that and, and will forever. So I want to see it when it's all costumed and glorious. I want to see everybody experience the joy and the emotion of this show. I, I, every part of it is, to me, exquisite. And your, your production, Lauren, is just gorgeous. There was one other trouble spot, which I think you handled beautifully. And that's what we've always said. This is what Marsha was talking about in, in Paris. Do we get Lily and Archie to embrace? And I think that embrace is so important. It feels so good. Yeah, it's interesting. I, it's, I, I thought of it like a release, actually. Yeah. Because- them, them actually finally making contact allows him to let her go. Right, right. It was like all, all tied up. It was like a, 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 a coming together and a letting go. The, right. well, we had to have one in order to have permission for the, for the other. That's how I thought of it. It's a very powerful moment. And right. it's placed, it happens to be placed right where we want it to. It's just where we want them to connect. And then that allows us the final scene in the garden. Right. I am... I, um, you know, we've got lots of actors in this production. They're, they're really brave and really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the other organization that's going to benefit from this event will be the Actors Fund. So mm-hmm. I'd love just for one minute, Lucy, if you would just, will you just say some words about the Actors Fund for us? The Actors Fund is a national human service organization that fosters stability and resiliency and provides a safety net for performing arts and entertainment professionals over their lifespan. Both of these organizations are are near and dear to all of our hearts. And I think we're all really grateful to be able to, in this small way, 
um, contribute. So thank you, ladies. Thanks for thanks well, for contributing. It's so important to find a way to to bring this whole thing together. It's not just about our show of healing. It's about healing actors and writers. So that brings me to the last question I have for you. If a, you know, for all the people who are going to tune in and spend the next two hours with us, and they're going to go on this journey, and hopefully everyone will suspend disbelief and we'll all be in this magical place. Is there, what are you, what are you hoping that they take away from it? Like when the whole thing's done, when the whole story's told and we land in the garden and the family's complete, what would you like us to, to feel? What would you like us to take away? I think the wonder and the importance of theater uh, and live theater. I mean, this is not going to be live, but just it just brings the important to people connection. And we've been so disconnected for this past year. So to be able to connect is so wonderful. And to be able to bring back the actors and the writers into their, you know, living out their potential. I feel that the, one of the subliminal messages of the piece is what we've experienced during COVID, which is it takes all of us to heal one of us. It takes everybody doing what they possibly can, what they possibly know how to do what they can imagine themselves doing. It takes little Mary Lennox climbing the stairs and finding a ghost in the middle of the night to dis even discover that there's a sick boy that needs her upstairs. So it takes us looking for how we can help. And I think that's how every single person comes into the secret garden is the characters come in with like, how can I help? And I think that's the most important message it's like mm. you don't get well by yourself. You get well because people gather around you. And that's exactly how Colin experiences his healing and how Mary and how, and how Archie and how Martha, it's how everybody gets well. And I think that that's what we're praying for and hoping for. And if Secret Garden could be a part of that, it would be the blessing of our lives. I think that's beautiful. I, I think what's beautiful about it, Marsha, is that question, how can I help? How can I help? And I think that's why this evening was was born. That's why we're right. undertaking this. Is is mm -hmm. is all of us involved in Secret Garden asking ourselves that question? How can I help? How can we help? And here we are. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. This has been so oh, much fun. I love this. <laughs> I love it. Um, before we get going, I just have to say a couple of quick thank yous. Mm -hmm. So I have to thank Marsha Norman. Thank you. I have to thank Lucy Simon. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you both so much. Thank you for your incredible contributions. Thank you artistically, creatively over the years. And for me personally on this, on this one, thank you. It's, you're wonderful. You are wonderful. And it's an honor and a privilege to even be in the same room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to episode three of this special Lucy Simon celebration. Please stay tuned for the rest of the episodes in this five-episode series. Tremendous thanks to our guests, Lucy Simon and Marsha Norman, and to our episode host, Warren Carlyle. Huge gratitude to Daisy Egan and John Cameron Mitchell for their new performance of Wick, accompanied by Gregory Neighbors, and to Philip Quast and Anthony Warlow singing Lily's Eyes, with narration by me, Lucy Boyle. This episode is produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and Kimberly Garris for the Broadway Podcast Network. Executive producers are Lorraine Boyle and Liz Armstrong. 
Associate producer is Henny Konisberg. This series is edited by Alan Seals and Dory Berenstein. Thank you to Victoria Traub, Sean Flavin, and Concord Music for their tremendous support and partnership on this very special project. Find out more about Lucy Simon, how to support the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and more ways to listen to this podcast by visiting bpn.fm slash Lucy Simon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.